0: Just being me. Amy Winehouse, back to black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson, rated R. Under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters, May 17th. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the Brooklyn Bunker. So, folks, interesting news. Some interesting developments have happened, and I wonder, I wonder if Merrick Garland has seen them. I don't know what he sees these days because I don't know if he's actually on the job. But interestingly enough, the January 6th commission actually is, and they're the ones that are doing the heavy lifting with regard to figuring out exactly how the insurrection happened, who is responsible by doing, oh, I don't know, over 500 interviews, Right. So this week, which was uh, overshadowed by the State of the Union, this week on Wednesday, the New York Times had reported this. And this I want to read directly because, folks, it feels like momentum, but I also know America. So I don't want to get excited for I get disappointed, right? But here's what uh, the New York Times is reporting on the latest with the January 6th committee. And I'm sure you have seen it. Right? And so here it is. The House committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol said on Wednesday that there was enough evidence, listen, enough evidence to conclude that former President Donald Trump and some of his allies might have conspired to commit fraud and obstruction by misleading Americans about the outcome of the 2020 election and attempting to overturn the results. Now, folks, we have known this, right? Like this is this this is something that we were very well aware of. But we needed this investigation. We needed this committee to do this work. And frankly, folks, the fact is we're running out of fucking time. I I know that I say this often, but let me remind everyone: it is we have eight months. Eight months for this committee to. Finish their investigation to refer, right? Because part of what is happening here is that the committee has no authority, right, to charge anyone. They really have no authority um, to do anything, right? They can file civil suits, they can do what have you. But here's the thing the reality here is that what this report is now outlining is very clear ways in which, no, it wasn't just an accident. It wasn't just Donald Trump living in delusion around the fact that he lost the 2020 election. No, he was defrauding the American people, him along with the attorney, John Eastman, who wrote that PowerPoint for the insurrection, right, that they defrauded the American people. So this is what was in the court filing in a civil case in California. This is what they have laid out. They said, and I quote, they had accumulated evidence demonstrating that Mr. Trump, the conservative lawyer, John Eastman, and other allies could potentially be charged with criminal violations, including obstructing an official proceeding of Congress and conspiracy to defraud the American people. Because here's what's being what here's what's being discovered. And I thought that this was really interesting. Later on in this article, Um, they talk about Jason Miller and Jason Miller is a senior campaign advisor with Trump. Now, in order for us to be able to prove fraud, right, you have to prove that Donald Trump knew damn well that he had lost the election, right? That he was going to pursue, quote unquote, pursue all of these different avenues in order to overturn the election But his allegations around fraud, which he still is doing to this day, that his allegations around fraud are bullshit, right? And that he knew, he knew ahead before, right? Before election day, his own pollsters were telling him, you are going to lose. And so this is what else came up in this New York Times article. Jason Miller Mr. Trump's senior campaign advisor told the committee in a deposition that Mr. Trump had been told soon after election day by a campaign data expert, quote, in pretty blunt terms, that he was going to lose, suggesting that Mr. Trump was well aware that his months of assertions about a stolen election were false, Mr. Trump subsequently said he disagreed with the data experts' analysis, Mr. Miller said, because he thought he could win in court. Now, let me remind all of you: Donald Trump thought that he could win in court, and his 60, 60 lawsuits that were brought by that, you know, uh, fucking uh, die-dripping Giuliani, right, were laughed out of court. They had no fucking standing. Right. You had Arizona doing um, uh, forensics, looking for Chinese bamboo in the fucking like election ballots. Right. You had Georgia do multiple recounts that cost the people of Georgia millions of dollars. They did at least two. Right. To prove that there was no fraud. Donald Trump knew this, but he knows What we all should know by now is that a lie will be around the corner before the truth gets out the door. Donald Trump knew exactly what he was doing. He was waging a campaign against, against the United States, against the sanctity of our elections, against what is the foundation of our democracy, which is free and fair elections. Donald Trump just didn't want to lose. Donald Trump knew that by not having the cover of the White House, that he was going to lose his get-out-of-jail-free card. But here's the kicker, folks. So let let me say this before I give you the kicker of my thoughts on Merrick Garland, which you know where my thoughts are on Merrick Garland. But let me read this. The evidence gathered by the committee provides at minimum a good faith basis for concluding that president Trump has violated the obstruction count, the filing written by Douglas N. letter, the general counsel of the, of the house said, adding the select committee also has a good faith basis for concluding that the president and the members of his campaign engage in a criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States. The filing said that a review of the materials may reveal that the president and the members of his campaign engaged in common law fraud in connection with their efforts to overturn the 2020 election. And of course, nobody responded from the Trump campaign, but here's the breaking news that I just heard before I started recording. Guess who is up next for the committee, um, with their hails of subpoenas? Kimberly. Guilfoyle, that loud mouth coked up X Fox anchor fiance of Don Trump Jr. Right. So we know that she knows a lot, right? That this woman was on the ellipses. She was on the stage. We saw her at every campaign rally, but most importantly, we saw her on the day of the insurrection. So now the committee wants to know, what do you know? And will you follow the law, right? And appear before the committee. Now, my problem with the committee has been that they are politely asking these people to show up that they know are not going to show up. Coincidentally though, maybe their tactics are working because Pence's people have cooperated. Jason Miller cooperated, right? That when you start to put the threat of potentially, right, going to jail, being held in contempt, all of these things, because we've talked about this with our friend Glenn Kirshner, this committee actually has power. Congress has power. They just don't use it, right? So I'm very interested to hear what it is that. They think that Kimberly Guilfoy knows. Now I joked on Twitter and I said, I'm certain that bitch is going to go and get herself a speedy, speedy wedding in Vegas to junior. So that when push comes to shove, she don't have to testify against her lion ass man. Right. But it's not going to help her with the information that she knew before they were married. Right. And here's the thing is Much in the same way, and I'm going to beat this horse, y'all. Much in the same way that the news and the headlines are talking about all of the Russian oligarchs getting their yachts seized and getting their second, third, fourth, fifth homes seized and getting their assets frozen, right? Again, I say, where is that same fucking smoke for the American oligarchs? Where is that same smoke for the Trump family? So the question remains now as, right, as this panel is putting together all of this information, I mean, over 500 interviews, I'm certain probably millions of sheets of paper, testimony, information, they need to decide whether or not they are going to refer this to the Department of Justice for them to take action. But here's the thing. Much like our vice president, I need to put fucking Merrick Garland's face on a milk carton. Now I know he's alive because he was sitting in the audience at the State of the Union, grinning and smiling like he's been doing a good job. And I'm like, no, sir, you should actually have no smile across your face because you haven't done dick, right? You came out hot and heavy talking about what the Department of Justice was going to do with Russia and the Russian oligarchs, but you have said nothing, nothing. About what this Department of Justice is going to be doing to ensure, right, as he so aggressively stated, that no person is above the law. That we're going to follow this where it takes us. Well, it's taken you to a pile of fucking evidence on your desk. And the question is whether or not you're going to do something about it, or you're going to remain the chicken shit attorney general that is afraid of his own fucking shadow. (sighs) The article goes on to say this: The Select Committee um, has responded to dr Eastman's efforts to discharge his responsibility by accusing him of criminal conduct. This is what is being said by Mr. Burnham, who is the attorney for donald trump's attorney uh Dr. Eastman, so Eastman, if you know too, uh interestingly enough, is being investigated. Uh, by the state of California for, you know, going after his legal license and whether or not that his uh, misdoings, misgivings with the Trump administration, right, has should have him lose his law license the same way that Giuliani has lost his fucking law license, right? Trump only surrounds himself with the best fucking people who don't actually know the law. They know it enough so that they break it, right? So Eastman's lawyer is like, oh, well, this is why they're going to try and charge him with criminal conduct, because you see that you can't use attorney-client privilege when there is thought that a crime has actually been committed. And so what the committee is saying is that, yes, indeed, there was a crime that was committed. So your little ruse of saying that everything that I said and did with the president is between me and you, no, now it's between all of us. Right. Because there are there is clear evidence that crimes were committed. But see, the thing is, this is what is going to fuck Democrats up because Democrats like I mean, you give them uh, an opening and they shut the door like this is how they operate. You say to them, here's how we move forward. And they're like, no, I'd rather, I'd rather move backwards, right? I'd rather moonwalk my way out of this. That's their reality and their thinking. So if, if and when, because I believe that it is a when, this committee delivers to the Department of Justice this mountain of evidence against Donald Trump, and he does not move, right, right? With haste, because right now, this motherfucker been moving like he's a sloth, right? Like maybe an inch every couple of months. He has not moved on this at all. And we know through our friend Glenn Kirshner that they're like, oh, well, you know, prosecutors don't like to bring cases that they could possibly use. Lose. But I'm like, here's the thing. We're about to lose our democracy. We're about to lose our power and our authority to get to the bottom Of what happened leading up to the insurrection, the day of, and then afterwards, because what will happen in the next eight months is this, let me paint the picture. Republicans will win in midterms because I don't know what the fuck Democrats are running on because literally outside of the infrastructure bill and some money that they gave for COVID relief checks months and months and months ago, they have nothing to run on, right? Nothing. If, if Merrick Garland decides to actually move in the next couple of months, what they can run on is fucking law and order. What they can run on is actually threading the needle between going after a Russian dictator who's hell-bent on authoritarianism and bringing back the USSR... And what is happening in our own country right now? And then they can run on the fact that no one is above the law, that this past president was criminal, and we are going to go after him with the fullest extent of everything that we got. But what will happen, dear friends, is that if those Republican, lion ass treasonous-ass motherfuckers are able to get the gavel back in their hands, that committee is dead in the water. Because they will no longer control the House. And then if they were able to take back the Senate as well, you're talking about being able to gum up the works at the Department of Justice so whatever it was that they were doing now doesn't get done. We are running out of time. And the question that I continue to have is, does anybody else realize this? Because in every single room in the fucking White House and in all of these agencies should be a fucking countdown clock to November 2022. Because everything that they are thinking about doing for their next couple of years that they have the White House is done. It's done now. They're not doing shit now. You know, Biden has the authority to be rolling out executive orders in the same way that, that Obama did. He's working within, inside of a party that doesn't want to do anything. You got Joe Manchin on Tuesday sitting up with the Republicans laughing it up. He's laughing at all of us. They say, oh, nobody else can win in Virginia. No other Democrat can win. And I'm saying to you, a Democrat hasn't won. Joe Manchin won. Very different. Very, very different. So you have no policies to run on. You continue to say that, you know, we're going to be in this together and this, these insurrectionists, we will hold them accountable. We will find them. And then, nothing. Joe Biden, on Tuesday, didn't even mention the insurrection. He didn't even mention the threat to our democracy. He didn't even, in his whole fund fund the police, we could have talked about the heroism of the Capitol Police, right? And how their the honor, the courage, and the bravery that they showed, that Republicans wanted to block honoring them with the Congressional Medal of Freedom, right? That they were mocked on Fox News. He had the opportunity to bring America back to that day and then to tell us that he is going to do everything within his power to ensure that everyone at all levels that were responsible for trying to bring down our Capitol building and hang the former vice president of the United States will be taken care of. Justice will be served. I will see to it. But nothing. Not a word. And I keep thinking to myself, I'm like, do they want to lose? Do they want to lose? Because I don't know what you're going back to each and every community that is represented in the Democrats' big tent What are you going back to them with you going back to women and people with uteruses and saying, Oh my goodness, we had the opportunity. We passed a bill that would codify Roe v. Wade. Nope. Joe Manchin tank that are we going back to the black community and saying that we're going to be certain with the passage of the voting rights act, which we've passed To make sure that your votes count. Nope. That wasn't done. Are we going to the black community and other communities that are abused by law enforcement? Are we saying that we have police reform? Nope. That wasn't done. Oh, the new climate report that came out that basically said that the world is actually fucked. We're going to pass the Green New Deal. Did we do that? Nope. So all of these things that they were cheering for while Democrats were chanting USA, 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 and jumping up and down and applauding at their fucking pep rally, none of those things have passed. And none of them have any future of passing. So again, when people sit back and they think to themselves, when they rush to the polls to ensure that Donald Trump wouldn't get a second term What did these people get in return? What is the return on our investment right now? A year into this administration, a year plus into this administration, what did we get? We've gotten a goose egg, nothing. So if I'm this administration and this committee comes out with this heavy hitting shit, uh, that The former president of the United States is complicit in criminal activity, then I'm going to use that and it's going to be my campaign message. It's going to be on every radio station, every TV network, every ad that you see on social media. But do you think that Democrats are going to do that? No. And for the life of me, folks, I'm telling you, there are days, there have been days many days in a row when I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck am I doing in this party? Honestly, I don't like being a loser, right? Like I like sense. I like logic. I like strength. I like strategy. None of that is present in the current formation of the democratic party. It's not present in the Biden Harris administration or Biden, and we only use Harris when there are black faces around. Otherwise, we hide her someplace in a tower, lest white people recognize that there's a black woman that is one heartbeat away from the presidency and flip out and burn everything fucking down to the ground. I realize that this administration is so scared of everything, right? The only agenda should have been voting rights. The only thing that they should have been working on wasn't fucking infrastructure. Wasn't this fucking kumbaya, look at us, we're bipartisan bullshit after the shit that we had lived through with Trump for four years. No, it should have been to strengthen our democracy. It should have been to ensure that our elections remain free and fair and that people can vote. Right? It should have been rolling out a bill that would disallow the states that used to be under preclearance for changing of their voting rights laws that the fucking Supreme Court gutted. We should have fixed those things. But instead, they wanted to do, what do you think that Republicans want to do? That's their, that's how they act. What do we think Republicans will like? Ooh, let's move with an attorney general that Republicans can get behind. Let's move with a policy that Republicans will like, that their base may agree on. What about our base? Why are they never concerned with disappointing us? This is the real question. Why are they never concerned with disappointing black people? Why are they never concerned with disappointing women? They take more care and time trying to pussyfoot around and get Republicans on their side than they do with hammering down and giving their base everything that they want. I wish that Democrats treated their base the way that fucking Republicans do. Give them everything that they want. But there's no fear there. Because their assumption is that we don't have any place else to go. And I'm telling you, it's a miscalculation that they're making because you know where people have to go home, not to the polls. And you will say, oh, well, that's shooting yourself in the foot. Well, my foot is already blown off at this fucking point. So what's the difference? What we're up against, right, as you see what is playing out in Texas, what is playing out, uh, in Iowa now, uh, what is playing out in Florida. These governors are making their moves right for 2024. This is why they are going after trans kids. Iowa just passed legislation to ban transgender kids, right? From participating in sports, not only at the K through 12 level, but also at the collegiate level as well. They make up a fraction, right? A fraction. People have said of no threat, right? Within the sports world, in all of the things that are being said, oh, it's unfair, it's this, it's that. They're a fraction of the population. But you see, Republicans are making them their target because they want to keep the embers of the culture war hot. And the best way for them to do that is to pick the most marginalized group that they think nobody gives a shit about and go after them with everything that they have so that they can showcase to their base, to the Republican Party, that they're with the shits, that they're with it. They're with all of the Trumpism, except guess what? They're more strategic. They actually know policy. So, what we are up against. We shouldn't be thinking, oh my God, Donald Trump may run in 2024. No, you should be scared shitless of a DeSantis running, of an Abbott running. Because those motherfuckers, when they win, if they win, oh my God, it will make the handmaid's tail look like a fucking Christmas carol. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it will make everything that we think is terrible look like. Child's play. You see, the thing about the Trump administration, while they were so disgusting, right, they were also sloppy and stupid. The thing about these other Republicans who are more dangerous than Donald Trump is that they are smarter and they are sharper. They know what they're doing. Do you see how they passed that law, that vigilante law? In Texas, that would allow people to put out bounties on abortion providers on anyone, your Uber driver that is driving you to a clinic that they can sue. Oh, I think my neighbor down the street, I think she said she was going to the supermarket, but I think she went to the Planned Parenthood $10,000 lawsuit. But you see, they did it in a way that you really can't sue. You can't do anything until it actually happens, right? But what they are realizing, what Republicans are so fucking savvy around is that the threat is good enough, right? Because what they're doing, this is a messaging campaign, right? Texas and Florida are the Republican party's playground right now. They are gaming out everything that they will do at the federal level If they get power again, they are gaming it out in Texas and in Florida. And that should scare the shit out of everybody. And, you know, I have friends sometimes who say to me, Oh, Danielle, like, we don't have to worry. We're in New York. New York is not a fortress. The blue states are not a fortress. You saw what Donald Trump tried to do around COVID. Not giving. Blue states, the resources that they needed because he didn't want to, you can decide, okay, so we're no longer going to provide federal funding for X, Y, and Z based on blah, 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 and begin to squeeze those states. I'm telling you what we do not want is a savvier Trump. Cause that is our end. And so I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, what is Biden thinking? What are they thinking down there in Washington? Do they think that this is a joke? Do they, do they think that what Republicans are going to go back to sharing a scotch and like yucking up about the old days? These people are out for fucking blood and I would love it. If this administration would show half the fire that they are showing Putin right now, that they would show Republicans. Stop pretending these people are your friends. Stop pretending that they are out here and they are patriots. Joe Biden is, was talking about his dead son and those two fucking cuckoo birds, Bo Burt and fucking Taylor Green heckling the president of the United States. They're disgusting. They're a disgrace. But you know what? That isn't the GOP's future. It's their present. They are in it, folks. They want, they want what Putin has. They want to run roughshod over the United States. They want a theocracy. Laid out with their white evangelical Christian values. Where white people never have to feel discomfort. Where we go back to the days where people who look like me are moving off the sidewalk. Yes ma'am, no ma'am. Yes sir, no sir. Lest I get thrown in jail for God knows what. Or worse. This is where we are headed. And unless we take up. With the January 6th commission, unless this department of justice wakes the fuck up and acts like they have some goddamn power. Oh my God. The next insurrection. Oh my God. Folks. This is why when I wrote my piece for medium with regard to what is happening in Ukraine, which I'll transition to in a moment, um, I wrote it living out what would happen if this happened, if what is happening in the Ukraine happened in the United States. And people said to me, no foreign entity is coming here, right? They're not bringing war to our soil. And I'm like, I'm like are you not paying attention? I'm not talking about Russia. I'm not talking about China. I'm talking about your fucking neighbor down the street. I'm talking about multiplying Those 3,000 insurrectionists that broke into the Capitol building. I'm talking about that multiplying by the tens of thousands. Right? We've only arrested a handful of people. Only a handful of people are serving sentences right now. Not any of the masterminds. Not any of the big fucking deep pocket donors. They're still busy planning, folks. They're not done. And unless we have a show of force by our White House and our Department of Justice, we're cooked. Our days are literally numbered. And I don't think folks get that. I know that the January 6th commission does. But I don't think anybody else does. We are in a really serious moment. And I say that because we've never seen anything like this any at all. So it's really easy for us to just shrug it off, say that that was a once-in-a-lifetime Like it's not, it's, it's not a big deal. Just like we're all trying to pretend that COVID is over, right? COVID is in a lull right now, right? It's in a lull after a major surge that took more Americans' lives. We're almost at a million deaths from COVID. It's in a lull. When we talked to Dr. Fauci yesterday, he said, oh, he equated it to, you know, a downpour. You put on the right protective gear in a rainstorm, and then when it moves to a drizzle or it's a sunny day, you can take that gear off. But you don't throw it out, right? Because you assume it's going to rain again. But the way that Americans are set up these days, it's like, oh, no, we can just have mind over matter. If I think that it doesn't exist, it doesn't. This is the same thing that is happening with the threat of American fascism. It's like, oh, if we just pretend that Republicans are our friends and that they believe in a functioning government and the Constitution, then they're not a real threat. If we just pretend that the 1-6 insurrection was just a blip on our radar, not in the 240-some-odd years of this country, has something like that fucking happened. Remember, not even during the Civil War did the Confederate flag make it inside of the Capitol building. But on January 6th, 2021, there were multiple. This is not hyperbole. They are in a lull, just like COVID right now. And without vigilance, without tactics, without accountability, they will spike again. They will rise again. And this time will be better than the first time. Because they have had all the time in the world to concoct better plans. You know, it has been uh, announced by the UN that a million people, a million people have fled Ukraine. There are a million refugees right now fleeing war. Putin is not going to stop. He is going to and as a, according to his own his own foreign ministry. What did they say? We will see this through until the end. What does that end look like? It looks like a gutted Ukraine. Putin is out there talking about we are one people. Not at all recognizing the sovereignty of this country. President Zelensky is pleading with NATO to put in a no-fly zone. Pleading, take Russia off of Interpol. We're seizing yachts He's seizing ground. And I tell you, I said this yesterday. I said it on woke Wednesday. There is a bigger plan that is at play. And much in the same way that I don't think that the Biden administration is paying attention to what the fascists in America are doing, I'm not so sure that they are paying attention to what the long game is here. What Russia is really after. And again, let me not say Russia. What Putin is really after. What kind of side deals has he cut with the Chinese? Because apparently the other thing that came out was that the Chinese said to him, don't do this shit during the Winter Olympics. Like if you're going to invade them, You know, just wait until after the Winter Olympics are done. What other deals are they making? I talked about, right, the report about lithium, right? About how Ukraine has 500,000 tons. This is what is going to be the new, right, Race for clean energy. Russia is a crude oil country. With Ukraine, right, in their pocket, they seize more economic power. There is a bigger play that is happening here. And the question is who is paying attention? Because I do not believe it's our government. (sighs) You know, it is... This week has been aggressive. This week has been super aggressive. We are a week into the war in Ukraine. We are seeing... Nations unite to try and squeeze Putin, but I think that they are miscalculating him. Right? People refer to him as a madman. I'm not so sure he's crazy. I think he's a manipulative sociopath, but I don't think that he's like miscalculating. I think he has different calculus. We need to understand what that is, what he's willing to lose. We have more anti-trans bills just heating up all across the country. We got climate news. And it's like this administration just seems asleep at the wheel. They seem asleep at the wheel. You know, people often want to talk about, oh, Joe Biden, he seems tired, blah, blah, blah. No, I don't mean like literally. But I'm like, I don't know what they're got cooking over there. But I know that our gooses are gonna be cooked soon enough. And I'm really worried really worried about what this country looks like with white evangelical control. Doesn't feel like a place I sure as hell want to stay in. How about you? And now, dear friends, for your woke moment of wellness. I have found friends that meditation and I know I talk about this often meditation has really changed the way that I think and see the world I'm still angry I'm still filled with rage but there are times now where I can literally let it go and it's because I believe that whether it is the universe whether you are a religious person but in times of great pain and strife. I think that it is important to get outside of our own heads, get outside of the pinhole that we may see the world through and connect to higher purposes, can align ourselves with bigger things. Meditation for me, and I use Insight Timer. There are so many other apps, but I love Insight Timer because um one it keeps track of all of my meditations the tricky part is that if you miss a day uh then it goes back down to zero um so it, it's kind of the encouragement of continuing a meditation practice because much like yoga like anything you can't just do a one and done you can't just do you know a meditation when you're in a bad mood or you're you know feeling anxiety It is about how we train, retrain ourselves to think, how we retrain ourselves to slow down, right? How we learn how to breathe in a way that we are filling our bodies with breath, right? That we can learn to be still in a world that is moving at breakneck pace. And so I love Insight Timer because it is, a daily practice and it's kind of gamified as well. Um, I think right now I'm at 198 consecutive days of meditation, which is incredible because that's the most I've ever done since I started meditating in 2020. It's the most consecutive days that I have done. Cause like I said, there have been times where I forget or I don't do it or I get busy and then I was at 160 and then boom, back down to zero and I start the process all over again. But I do think that that is a part of the mindfulness. I encourage folks, you know, whether you think it's just new agey junk, um, or not, um, meditation has helped me. It has helped me realize what's important. It's helped me really have gratitude each and every single day. Whether it is about the ability to wake up, um, whether it is about the ability to go for a walk, to take in some sunshine, to spend time with friends, but I'm grateful daily. And I use the time, whether it's five, one minute, five minutes, or 20 or a half hour, whatever I can spare, I use it to sit with myself, with my breath, And channel positivity. And I think that if more of us did that on a regular basis, we would create a kind of force field around ourselves where the toxicity and the negativity doesn't penetrate. We don't absorb it in the same way. So think of it like armor, spiritual armor. So try this weekend if you have not, try a one-minute meditation. It could be guided. It could just be one minute on your phone, but try it out and let me know how you feel. Notice how you feel before, notice how you feel after, right? And I can tell you that for these couple of years that I have been practicing and now really like intentional, really, really intentional about a daily, daily practice, I feel lighter. And that says a lot given how heavy shit is. So... I encourage you maybe just try it once and in the comment section, let me know how it goes as always, dear friends, stay well and stay woke. That is it for me today, dear friends on this wonderful Friday, as always power to the people and to all the people power.